Welcome to this special episode of the Game Changers podcast. On behalf of Adriana and the whole team from the school tomorrow, I want to thank everyone for their amazing support of our little podcast. Adriana and I are particularly proud that Game Changers has been selected to be featured in the podcast corner at the 2022 World Education Summit. Our most recent Series 9 of our regular series has continued to build our audience reach with the series continuing to smash our listener numbers. Your encouragement of us has been inspiring. As of today, we've had over 210,000 episode listens from over 50 countries across the world, including the Balkan region, and it's growing every day. And our team continues to be amazing. So thank you to our Oliver, our producer, and Kyle and Matt too for all they do to help us make everything happen. So, Amico, let's turn our focus to this special World Education Summit episode. At Game Changers and the School for Tomorrow, we are passionate about honouring the new social contract for education, today's learning for tomorrow's world. Now more than ever is the time for us to take our learnings from the pandemic about the possibilities for our schools to help students to explore, encounter and discover learning that will equip, empower and enable them to thrive in their world. Now is the time for us to respond to the opportunity to take the big step forward and up to create ecosystems that are human-centered, technologically enriched, people in place and planet conscious, and intentionally purposeful, particularly about the generation of authentic student voice, agency, and advocacy. Now is the time for us to change the game of school by committing to the process of continuous learning Adriano, I'm so excited to play in this space. I can't wait to share more about continuous learning. Let's go. Well, it's so lovely to be with you again, Phil. And um, our listeners won't be able to see this, of course, but Phil is very animated today. He's actually talking a lot of Italian. Well, the the hands are moving. The (laughs) head is moving. The feet are even moving under my little desk right now as we're speaking because it's so exciting for us to be speaking to colleagues from around the world and particularly the Balkan region. I I, I had a a lovely, lovely experience last time um, we were involved in writing a book of of finishing the manuscript um, during a a short stay there. Very, very fond of what comes off the barbecue in the Balkans, Adriano. No doubt you are. And of course, uh, the, the broader context is the World Education Summit that we're very fortunate enough to have our podcast be featured in the podcast corner amongst many esteemed colleagues. Anyway, enough of this nonsense, Phil. Let's get to exploring today's focus of lifelong learning, learning for a life that's well-lived and worthwhile, or as we like to refer to it as continuous learning. As our world is transforming around us, we need to be open to undergoing a parallel and ongoing process of transformation of ourselves, our students, and our schools. What once might have worked for some in education as a series of content-heavy transactions on a pathway of social preferment and advancement is no longer appropriate for all of us. We need a future fit learning and future fit leaders to orientate their communities towards a social contract for education and for society. Future fit, I hear you say. Well, what do we mean by this notion of future fit? We believe that a future fit learning culture means stepping forward and up into a preferred future where, number one, vision and vocabulary are shared. Number two, value propositions are agreed by the school community and number three the velocity shape and trajectory of change are designed and implemented to meet the needs of both internal and external contexts in this vein 
none of us can expect to build the right sort of learning through a single practice or set of practices in teaching and learning, which can or should be prescribed to teachers and students as the answer. There is no the answer. There are answers that are right for a particular place and a particular time and particular people. We need to be therefore agnostic to the approaches and look instead to curriculum, pedagogy and assessment practices, which are connected to this context and a desirable impact. We need to use evidence and research to validate that what we are doing is in fact helping our learners and us to be future fit. You know, all student learning journeys need to be informed within the values, the context and the culture of the transformation of the school community individually and collectively. You know, these journeys and experiences should be enhanced by a shared commitment to continuous learning. Continuous learning is a flexible online and offline approach to the design, development and delivery of learning and teaching that allows all to access learning from their own location, anytime, anywhere and by anyone. Continuous learning does not prescribe a particular pedagogical approach, but has the potential to support student-centered and student-led approaches to personalized learning progress, both curricular and specific opportunities within the overall innovative learning environment for the whole of the learning must be centered on fostering the knowledge, the skills, the dispositions and habits of self-directed learning with 21st century capabilities such as enterprise thinking and emotional intelligence strategically interwoven in all learning experiences. You're so right, mate. I love hearing you talk about how the continuous learning piece works. Let's think about what the outcomes are. Fundamentally, continuous learning promotes adaptive expertise and self-efficacy in future fit, character and competencies that's all underpinned by wellness. And this allows people to thrive in a world that is constantly shifting and demanding greater capacity and higher performance. Transformation, not transaction, but transformation through continuous learning needs to be guided by a model around which shared understanding and eventually a whole community of inquiry and practice might be built, particularly through the design and delivery of a framework for education that's designed with this character, competency and wellness in mind. This model must show how such an education occurs in every part of the school, is built through relationships, refined through specific pedagogies and propelled by the culture of the school. An education for character, competency and wellness, therefore, must be built according to design principles that encourage educators to plan, to share, to coach, to measure, to listen for, to live, to grow and to defend this character, competency and wellness through a blend of both explicit and implicit and deliberate and spontaneous learning. It must seek above all to grow the whole person. This will be expressed typically in a set of graduate outcomes that indicate what sort of person the community wants to produce and how they are ready to thrive in their world. You know, Phil, we know that we need to place the transformation of learners at the center of a a model of continuous learning. We know that. At the same time, teachers need to be recognized as the key agents of this transformation in any school ecosystem that is human-centered, tech-enriched, people, place and planet conscious and intentionally purposeful. We need to ensure that all learning opportunities focus as much on the social and emotional growth of learners as they do on the development of their cognition and their metacognition. 
Learning experiences need to allow multiple entry points for students to construct their learning through active engagement that leads to exploration, encounter and discovery. This calls for a mix of pedagogies, which includes guided and action approaches, as well as inquiry-based and service learning. These need to occur within an environment that fosters self-directed learners who can develop metacognition skills, optimise their acquisition and transfer of knowledge and skills, and supports the regulation of emotions, manages study and planning, and sets higher personal and collective goals for learning attainment and growth. Relationships grow deeply within this environment because people matter. The best learning happens when the brain feels safe and supported. Basically, every learner and contributor needs to feel seen and valued in a continuous learning paradigm. The object of continuous learning is their transformation. And the process should move students from engagement to empowerment. It needs to shape and be shaped by learning experiences that enhance student adaptive expertise and self-efficacy, build their growth in character, competency and wellness, increase their self-determination and therefore augment their capacity to thrive in their world. Amico, can I pick up on some of the terms that you were just talking about for the benefit of our, our listeners so that we can home in on what we're trying to talk about here. We've both talked about adaptive expertise and self-efficacy. We've both talked about thriving. So what is adaptive expertise? Adaptive expertise means human beings growing in character, competencies and wellness, and then using these to solve known and new problems. It is in essence, our commitment to growth. Self-efficacy in our view, means human beings organising themselves and their learning, living, leadership and work to optimise their character, competencies and wellness so that they can thrive in their world. It is, if you like, our capacity to be the best version of ourselves that we can be. So what do we mean by thriving? Well, thriving means human beings applying their character, competency and wellness to learn, live, lead and work well in a world. This means that one, they have the integrity to lead meaningful lives as good people. Two, they have the ability to manage complexity with authenticity as future builders. Three, can grow and transform themselves as continuous learners and unlearners. Four, they can provide sustainable direction to the world as solution architects. Five, they can balance the local, the regional and the global with perspective as responsible citizens. And finally, six, they can work well in relationships with others to bring success and fulfilment for everyone as team creators, as well as these outcomes of thriving, these graduate outcomes of thriving. Continuous learning also emphasizes the development of voice agency and advocacy, as you mentioned earlier, Amico, the voice agency and advocacy of students who can exercise the sorts of skills increasingly prioritised in today's workplace and society, which includes the capacities to sort, process, understand and generate complex information and concepts while thinking systematically and critically and asking meaningful questions. It means that they can make decisions utilising different forms of evidence, communicating with clarity and empathy to tell a compelling story of yesterday, today and tomorrow. It means that they're able to analyse and solve real-world problems by being creative, flexible, and resourceful in navigating the global digital landscape. Eventually, they, the young people in our care, will begin to self-actualize because, as you mentioned earlier, they can self-determine. This is the core of the transformation that we're after. 
This is the core of the transformational learning. And there are four specific types of connection that can help teachers to help their learners to experience this in a continuous learning model. Can you share those with our listeners, please, Adriana? Well, yes, Phil. Um, the first connection is relatedness. You know, people are, are more motivated to achieve when they have formed the belief that those that are leading their learning communities deeply care about them as, as people and about their overall growth. Building this kind of level of trust involves sharing, ultimately, the leader to share, I should say, who they are in learning who their students are. You can begin by building an inclusive community in your, in, in your space where the dignity of each person is valued and accepted. Humour, storytelling, positivity, passion can make all the difference in establishing a positive environment where all can learn and thrive. The establishment of a designed relationship of character apprenticeship between the teacher and the student provides people with a sense of stability, safety, and a deep sense of belonging. And this can set the stage for more risk-taking in a respectful climate. We also need to understand, leaders I'm talking about in schools need to understand, to provide quality one-on-one -on -one formative feedback is crucial. Encouraging open and active participation is equally crucial. And always seeing the good in the young people is also crucial to those other things. The second connection, of course, is autonomy. And a question for our school leaders is this. What are you doing to connect your people to a real sense of their voice, agency, and advocacy? When we shift the focus of a culture of team and, and a community to its impact on the capacity of individuals to take responsibility for their own achievement through self-determination, we ultimately connect them to their interests, to their needs, and their personal goals. We can create experiences that ignite curiosity, that develop their own passion, and to lead to potentially unleashing their inherent creativity. When we control the task too much, it can generally feel and ultimately lead to compliance. People are more motivated when they have control and independence over their learning and have choice in how they curate and demonstrate their competencies, their knowledge, their skills, their dispositions, and of course, their learning habits. This type of agency comes from the power to act and requires all individuals to have the ability to make decisions about their actions throughout the entire process of learning. Providing choice can be messy, I get it, with people completing different tasks at different rates, making it hard to be consistent with tracking and monitoring progress. However, once you give people more ownership for how they learn, how they live, lead and work, you will help them to become more self-directed and more empowered. This is how we ultimately secure better outcomes for the young people in our care. The third connection is competence. Here's another question for leaders. Thank you, Adriano, for suggesting that we should be asking questions of people. Leaders in education, what are you doing to connect your people to their growth, to their progress, to their pathway to excellence and the growth mindset? that's inherent within this. Individuals are much more motivated to persist at a challenging task when they honestly believe they can grow and emerge better than they were before they began it, particularly when they've experienced success in overcoming adversity in stages. This requires them and us, of course, and us to cultivate a growth mindset, a belief that their intelligence and abilities can evolve through deliberate practice and sustained effort creating an environment where all learners 
are encouraged to take risks in pursuit of learning and growth rather than perfection is foundational to shifting to an intrinsic motivation and an empowerment mindset. You mentioned empowerment earlier, Amiko. I love it when you talk about empowerment in this respect. We need to begin the task from where the individual is right now. We need to worry less about what came before. The task, the work, the thing that we're doing together, the enterprise needs to be within the zone of proximal development of the learner and allow for a natural productive struggle that stretches and challenges for the growth of the learner to emerge and ultimately for the learner to thrive. We need to remember that growth needs do not stem from a lack of something. This is not about deficit, but rather from a natural desire to do this growth as a person, to inhabit the sense of possibility that is latent within each of us and to enhance a sense of belonging, the capacity to fulfill one's own potential and to do that which is good and right in life. In this way, we believe growth and character development go hand in hand. Fourth and last connection is relevance. Another question for leaders, Adriano. Leaders in education, what are you doing to connect the intended process of learning to how your people need to learn, live, lead, and work? You've heard us talk, learn, live, lead, and work. That's our map of competencies. That's our map of the fundamental things that people need to do to thrive in their world. So what are you doing, leaders, to connect the intended process of learning to how your people exercise these competencies to learn, to live, to lead, and to work? We know that individuals are less motivated to undertake complex tasks that require creativity, adaptability and perseverance via intrinsic rewards or the threat of punishment for that matter, and much more through the inherent value of growth and development that are made relevant to their lives. When individuals believe they have something authentic, something that will improve their professional capacity or have tangible impact that they value, they are naturally motivated to engage, and therefore they're ready for empowerment. If you only focus on the short-term extrinsic rewards or the threat of punishment to coach people through low-level tasks instead of designing authentic and personal, positive, constructive experiences that will draw on each person's natural curiosity, passion, and interest, we will not truly connect and empower each and all in our team or community. Experience is essential. Those experiences where each individual and team gets to solve a challenge that is meaningful and relevant to their context and probably overcome some adversity along the way can empower all to act and do something that matters to them and for others. So relatedness, autonomy, competence and relevance. Now, you know, Phil, there might be some out there who are listening and just think this is buzzword bingo. Buzzword but, bingo, Adriano. But, but the reality is this. At Game Changers, we commence every single series with a prologue. That prologue could be substituted with the word provocation. And then what we do is we test that provocation with experts in education, in industry, in business, social entrepreneurship, and so on. And we engage these people, these remarkable individuals, pioneers in their spaces, 
not only about their theory and their buzzwords, but about their lived practice and their rich evidence of what has worked and continues to work. And what's more, behind the scenes, through our global network for students and teachers and school teams and school leaders, a school for tomorrow and its research institute, Circle, the Centre for Innovation, Research, Creativity and Leadership in Education, which has been operating for over four decades now, founded in the Southern Hemisphere, but now operating globally, we take all of this and we test it on the ground, in the classroom, on the playing field, in the rehearsal space, out back, on country, online, on demand, in country, in a classroom, in a space where learning occurs. We test it in the ecosystem so that we know that it works. We are interested in being advocates for what inspires challenges and supports. We want to provide something which is pragmatic as well as aspirational at the same time. And we know through the hundreds of thousands of people within the School for Tomorrow network and the millions of people within the Game Changers network around the world that it means something to them as well too. This is no buzzword bingo. This is no hollow jargon. This is the real experience of today's learning for tomorrow's world. I love that, Phil, because we all know that uh, every time that we come together and have a dialogue with these pioneers in education, it's not about an educational consultant satire sitcom. What it is, is about real world contexts, real world people who understand the sign of our times. They know that we need to place learners at the center of continuous learning. They know that our learners need to be the key agents in a school ecosystem that is human-centered, technology enriched, people in place planet conscious and intentionally purposeful. They know that we need to ensure that all learning opportunities focus as much on the social and the emotional growth as they do on the development of each young person's cognition and metacognition. They know that learning experiences need to allow multiple entry points for students to construct the learning through active engagement that leads to exploration, encounter and discovery. What they also know is that this calls us into a new place, a place that ultimately is gonna set personal and collective goals for learning and attainment and growth for every young person in our school communities. What we also now understand and what our game changers keep telling us about human development and learning across a long way since we began crafting our schools and a shift in our design and approach is what is going to better align the way in which we teach, the way in which students learn today. For years, great teachers have been doing great things in the classroom across the globe that embody what, what the active learning sciences, not buzzwords, the real deal, are confirming about their relationship with the cognition sciences. Relationships really matter deeply because people matter. That learning happens when the brain feels safe and supported because everyone needs to feel seen and valued. And finally, you and I both know this, and so do every one of our game changers and our listener audience know this, that no child is a lost cause because we should never forget that each person in our learning community each person in a school for tomorrow is home to a unique life. Thank you, Adriano. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your collegiality. Thank you for the journey that we've been on through. 
game changers and a score for tomorrow. And thank you, listeners. We'd like to thank you for joining our journey of continuous learning. If we teach who we are, then we've got to learn ourselves along the way. We've got to walk the walk as well as talk the talk. We need to know the way, we need to go the way, and we need to show the way. These are hard aspirations. We can never do this perfectly. But you know what? We're going to give it a really good crack. Listeners, we've got so much more to share with you. You can connect with us on the Game Changers podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, and Google Play. Just look for the electric pink and blue heads. (laughs) One of them has got hair on top of its head, and the other has got hair on its chin. You can also check out our global network and online community of A School for Tomorrow at aschoolfortomorrow.com. That's aschoolfortomorrow.com, where you can find students, teachers, leaders, and school teams all engaging in continuous learning, today's learning for tomorrow's world. We're excited to learn more about you listeners. We can't wait to have you on board. Let's go. Game Changers is a podcast for those who want to change the game of school. Produced by Oliver Cummins for Orbital Productions and powered by our school for tomorrow, Game Changers is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play and SoundCloud. Tell your friends and don't forget to subscribe. Let's go.